Hello. Welcome, everybody, to the uh, eighth episode of the Tainted Judgment Podcast. You know the deal. You know who I am. You know what we're here to do. I appreciate everybody sticking along with us. Um, I apologize for my absence last week and not uploading. I had a uh, head cold that was totally kicking my ass. But we're here. We're back and better than ever. I didn't want to give you guys... uh, I didn't want to give you guys a shitty episode after that killer fucking episode we did with my uh, good friend Steve from school. Shout out to you, my brother. Thank you for coming on here and shooting the shit with me. Had an awesome, awesome time. Um, From what I gather, everybody enjoyed it for the most part, and uh, that's great. And if you haven't listened to that yet, you got to go back. You got to check that out because that was a really great time, and Steve's a really great kid, you know. Um, So thanks to him. Um, happy, uh, happy Tuesday. Well, happy Wednesday. If you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday morning on your way into work, it is, uh, absolutely raining like a motherfucker outside. Um, it's been like this all day on and off. It's just one minute. It's the calm before the storm, little bit of sun peeking through the clouds. Next thing you know, it's like just shit and water from the sky fucking sideways rain wind uh you know cars swerving it's shit like this that makes you realize what the actual reason why they call this the ocean state because for whatever reason we have the most unproperly pitched roads in the fucking whole united states why is it if there's five minutes of air quotes torrential downpours the entire fucking state floods out completely can anybody answer this if there's anybody from the dot anybody that's an engineer that can tap in and and enlighten me as to what the fuck is going on please do now you know it's like literally everywhere you go you know it's it really started like around lunchtime today it just started dumping down and next thing you know it's like this street is like basically closed down there's streets all over the place that are getting closed. Uh, I got people, you know, posting shit on their Snapchat stories. My brother Gianni, uh, he was in fucking East Providence today. There's a fucking Honda Odyssey floating, you know, down the street. I mean, what are we doing? Who designs this shit? You know, I, as far as I know, it's a pretty foolproof system. You fucking pitch you know, you, you put drains every so often. You know, you got a certain code you got to abide by. You put a fucking drain. Water follows gravity. It goes down. But it's like the water goes everywhere but the drain. Am I right? You're seeing downspouts just fucking blowing out water like 20 feet, you know? Ones that go into French drains. The French drains are like shooting up like 10 feet into the air backwards, you know? Fucking crazy shit. Absolutely murder to work in. I was gifted this fucking raincoat. It it makes me look like a, a, a husky fucking traffic cone, you know? It's this ugly orange color. And, uh, you know, I was just kind of giving it one day. And I'm like, I don't want this fucking thing. I just put it in the back of my van. And, boy, that's the best thing I've... That's the best gift I've received in fucking years. Now, anytime it rains out, I grab that motherfucker, I put it on, and I'm like a doctor. My apprentice today, he's out there fucking soaked, 
from head to toe. Me, I'm just completely bone dry into that thing, you know? It's weird. I've literally never worn a raincoat in my life. I had no idea, like, how repellent they are. I'm, like, walking into this lady's house, and it's like I got a fucking open hose running down the nape of my fucking back. You know, it's just water's pouring everywhere. I'm like, oh, my God, do you have a towel? She puts a towel down. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's like, no, you're doing the right thing. You know, you got the right idea. Meanwhile, my guy's over here fucking looking like a wet rat. You know what I mean? Unreal. I fucking hate that shit. I hate the rain, but boy, do we need it, huh? Oh, my God. I think this is kind of like the gist of what's going on pretty much everywhere. Um, I know some areas, you know, uh, you know, in the Midwest, you're getting all your normal shit. You know, you're getting a fucking tornado blowing through once every afternoon, sucking people's houses up and shit. No big deal. Um, Florida's getting monsoons and uh, hurricanes and what have you, but it's like... I know the Northeast, man, we've been fucking bone dry. We've been running like that for over a month, easily over a month. All my beautiful Kentucky bluegrass, I'm just fucking with you. It's like 95% crabgrass, but what are you going to do? You know what I mean? We're talking acreage here, bitch. We ain't talking no no 65, 650 square feet of uh, of loom. We got the real deal over here in, in, uh, in where I'm living. Um. You know, so I got all my beautiful crabgrass. It's just gone to fucking shit. It was looking all lush and full and vibrant, you know, and I was keeping up with it and mowing the lawn. I literally haven't had to mow my lawn in fucking three weeks because it's so burnt up and dried out that it literally is just not even growing. Blessing and a curse, I guess. You know what I mean? Unreal. It's fucking funny, though, because you see all these dumb fucking broads and they're on the uh the snapchat and the instagram on their stories and shit like that and they're taking pictures of the leaves on the ground like oh my god fall is literally here it's like bitch it's 95 degrees out 95 percent humidity it hasn't rained in a fucking month and a half the trees are dying your earth is dying what that stupid little girl say Entire eco no eco boost. I get, I drive a fucking eco boost. Entire ecosystems are collapsing. That's what's happening right before our fucking eyes. It's all her fucking fault. Unbelievable. Fall is already here. Get a grip. Get a fucking grip. You know. And you know what's fucked up is like talking about this here, um, this rain and shit. It's like. I see all this rain just dumping from the fucking sky and I go to lunch today and I buy a fucking bottle of water and they whack me $2.50 for the bottle of water. Now, if you don't, if you don't, if you're a person who doesn't buy singles, you buy the, buy the gallon, you're not going to, you're probably sitting there going, <gasps> what? You know what I mean? How could that be? $2.50 per yeah, I hate to break it to you. You buy a single, which I'm done doing, by the way. I'm done doing. I bought a brand new Yeti. I've been using that thing like a motherfucker for the past two months during the summer, keeping me cool, and I've just been treating that thing like a redheaded stepchild for the past fucking two weeks. I don't know what's going on. Thing probably fucking filled with mold and everything else. So I got to get back on my shit, you know? Fucking shout out to Wind Supply in Pawtucket. They got the best water fountain in the game thing is out of fucking control literally crazy 
The water's chilled. It's a reverse osmosis system. And for guys that don't know, it, just you don't need to worry about it. Just know it's the most succulent water you're ever going to have in your life. This shit's crazy. And for my plumbing guys out there, next time you're in the area, just pop in and fill your bottle. Tell them that John sent you. They already know the fucking deal. They already know. They, they literally say to me when I walk in, they go, you here for the water or supplies? I go, come on. And I just hold my Yeti up. And they're like, yep, do your thing, brother. We don't blame you. You know, ice, ice cold, too. Supply New England and Pawtucket, what a fucking joke. They got this beautiful body, bottle filler built into the wall. So you look at it, you go, wow, look at that thing go. You know what I mean? Fucking thing's got the hottest water you'd ever drink in your life. It's literally hotter than the tap water. If you go to the back, the bathroom on the back side and you run the fucking faucet for less than a second, the water is fucking ice cold. You go out on the other side to the bottle filler and the fucking water is hotter than piss. It makes no fucking sense to me. And then you bring it up to them and they're like, no, no, you you don't understand. That's ice cold water. I wasn't born yesterday. You know what I mean? Fucking idiots. But, uh, yeah, man. Oh, my God. I love that shit. But, yeah, back to the water. You know, I am done paying these outrageous fucking prices. If you go out right now pretty much to any lunch spot and you try to buy a bottle of water, if you don't get whacked for if you don't get let me put it to you like this you're gonna get whacked for 250 or more for a bottle of water which is absolutely outrageous absolutely outrageous what a time to be alive inflation (sighs) get ready to vote everybody that's all i can say get ready to fucking vote it's funny with all the gas prices coming down don't let that fucking fool you Oh, yeah, they're doing a good, yeah, they're doing a real good fucking job. And this goes for both sides of the fucking aisle. I don't give a fuck what side you're on. This is just, this is life. These are facts, you know? Fucking two fifty for a bottle of water. $3 in most places, you know? The absolute raping. I'm literally on the verge of, like, buying a fucking cistern and putting it up on the top of my house to collect water and, like, buying some, like, shitty, cheap, uh, you know, canteens or something and just filling the fucking things and selling them for as much as they're selling these bottles of water places. Absolute raping. Speaking of, uh, speaking of beverages and, and, and shit like that and hospitality and food, right? I want to talk today about an ongoing situation that I observe from time to time. And I'm asking you to really um, tune into this. This You really got to pay attention here, guys. This is important shit. Um, it may not be important for you, depending on your seating position when you uh, sit amongst friends. Um, but this is going to play a factor at some point, especially in younger crowds. Um, this isn't really necessarily something that happens with an older demographic. I'm talking more... 30 and below, you know, 20 is really a hot spot for this issue. Um, What I'm talking about is scooching into a booth um, when you see somebody at a restaurant, okay? So what, what I'm trying to say is here's the scenario. You're at a beautiful dinner with you, your fiance, your girlfriend, whatever. You're on one side of the booth. 
on the opposite side, you've got a uh, a lovely couple that you tend to enjoy your time with. So you invited them out. You're eating uh, dinner with them. It's beautiful. It's great. Now, there's a waiting area not too far off. It's within visible reach. All of a sudden, Jack and Jill, your, your, your good time friends from school, they walk in the door. Jill comes over and she says, oh, my God, look at this. You know, go figure, you know, you're eating here too, you know. You know that there's a wait. You know, you guys already went through your wait. You know, you sat there like a jackass for 30 minutes for this fucking garbage food. Um, and then now you're seated and here comes Jill. And she's telling you how she was just told that now there's a 45-minute wait and everything like that. And all of a sudden, you know, your fiancé or if you're that type of person, you invites for Jack and Jill to come sit down, okay? Here's usually how it goes, too. Jill weighs 85 pounds soaked, okay? And Jack weighs as much as a, a small rhinoceros, right? So now they flag down Jack. Jack comes over here. He actually tells the, the maitre d' on the way. He says, don't worry about it. We're all set. We're going to go sit over there with Bonnie and Betty Hill, and they go over there, and what happens is is all of the skinnier people in that group are going to are gonna go right to one side. Um, there's always a husky person in the group. It doesn't matter, either one or two, usually. Um, usually, they're on the opposite side of the couple. Tends to happen that way, right? Now, the Jack comes, and Jill sits you know, again, she's 80 pounds. She sits down with the fucking couple. Everything's good. They've got ample room. They got room to fucking, they could stretch their legs. Um, they could play soccer on that side of the booth. Jack sits down over on the other side. And now the kid that's sitting there previously to their fucking arrival is just in the middle getting absolutely squashed. It makes me fucking sick to my stomach. I was at a restaurant with my fiance, and I witnessed this happen, and I go, oh, my fucking word. And the kid that's getting squished, you could just you could just see it in his face going, oh, my fucking word, man. What is this now, you know? Like, you just saw his whole demeanor change, you know, before Joe comes up. He's, you know, he's full of life. He's laughing, you know. And now the fucking kid has two elbows on the table. He's got the phone scrunched up two inches from his fucking nose because literally that's the only space that he's got in the world. Guys, don't do this. I'm being serious. Stop doing this, okay? Don't let this happen. And for those that are the Jack and Jills of the situation, you're going to have to fucking, and, and I will literally say this to people, you're going to have to fucking wait. If I wait, you're going to wait. You got to you gotta do your due diligence as well. If you want to eat this food, you want to indulge in, in the fruits of thy labor, you're going to have to actually do the labor. You're going to have to sit down on that bench or sit in your car, and they make it so easy nowadays. Nowadays, you walk into a restaurant, you, they're like, you know, what's the name you want to put down, how many people, 
you know what? Give us your cell phone number. We'll call you when the table's ready, and then we'll give you 10 to 15 minutes to respond. If you don't respond after that, you're fucked, right? Does it get any easier than that? Years ago, it was like if we call you on, first of all, we're not taking your number down. We're not going to go out of our way and call you. Some places are still like this, the old school spots. Um, And if we do call your name and you don't walk up within 30 seconds, you're getting the fuck out of here. You're walking home, whatever you got to do. Take the rip, I don't give a shit. Not my problem, you know. My belly's full and that's all I care about, you know. Give a shit about you, right? Like what? Why would you do this to somebody, you know? And now the kid's got to sit during, sit through this meal like a fucking chump, you know what I mean? Like a little kid getting getting absolutely squished. And this is what kills me. I was so close. I had to bite my tongue and, like, look away. They had this fucking bullshit PGA tournament. And there's nothing on this planet more boring than fucking golf, you know? And I'm watching this fucking thing, just trying to preoccupy my fucked up mind from saying, excuse me a minute, that kid doesn't want you sitting here. If he's not going to say it, I'm going to say it for him. You know what I mean? And uh, the kicker was about, so Jack and Jill now order. So now they're getting their own food sent to this table, you know, and the waiter's looking at them going, I don't, you know, you can tell that the waiter's just like, I really don't want this. I don't like this shit, you know. They're hanging out in the aisle type thing, you know. So now they order their food. Their food arrives. And obviously Jack at this point is feeling the fucking the squeeze. And he's like, well, I'm halfway out in the aisle. And he's pretty skinny, you know. And what he does is he tells the kid that was already sitting in the booth that's now being squashed in the fucking middle that he's got to get out and switch with him. So now Jack sits in the middle. The bigger kid, the husky kid's out on the outside, and his ass is hanging. You know, he's got a big fucking ass. His ass crack is right on, like, this, like, ridge that's, like, you know, a nice ornate outline of the booth, you know, end. And his ass crack is sitting right on this fucking thing. I said to, I, I said to my fiance, I said, we got to get the fuck out of here now. I said, so eat. Let's get out of here. I was like, because the shit's about to hit the fucking fan. And this kid is, like... He's, like, jostling around. I mean, this thing is, like, right up his ass, you know? No good, man. No good. Don't be that person, you know? As a husky person, I can speak for myself. Honestly, I don't even think it's a matter of skinny or husky. We've all been in this situation before. High school is a fucking breeding ground for dining ignorance, you know? You're in the fucking joint. You're loud as a bastard. You're yelling. You're hooting. You're hollering. You got 10 tables around you, all occupied by kids that you go to school with. You know, maybe a couple that you don't like. You're fucking flinging hot sauce at them, you know, and shit like that, you know. But this is the breeding ground for this. This is where this is all born. So if you're young and you're trying to be cool and you're listening to this, don't do that shit. You know what I mean? It'd be cooler if you look at them and go, listen, you bum motherfucker, you got to go over there, wait your turn, and sit down like everybody else, you know? And if they hate you for it, they're not the type of people you want around you. It's as simple as that. That's a fact. Ugh. I keep mentioning food over here, and Fajita's just licking her chops and looking at me. You just ate, you greedy bastard. By the way, this dog, I don't know what it is. 
this dog has gone pretty much deaf in the past week. No firecrackers have gone off around or nothing like that. I don't know what it is. You know, this dog, you could say food from a million miles away. This fucking dog's head would snap around so fast. It was like watching the fucking uh, The Exorcist, you know? Now it's like you say food and she doesn't know nothing. You know, you walk up the stairs and she's just sitting there looking around like nothing happened. Then you get to the top and she's like, oh, shit, you. Fucking sucks, man. Getting old is a motherfucker, you know? But it happens to everybody. There's nothing you can do, you know? Again, respect your elders because guess what? It's not their choice for being old. I went to a house today. Actually, I've gone to a few houses recently. And, uh, you know, you see the elderly mother or fajitas pulling my whole fucking thing out. Fajita, stop. Come here. Come here. Get over here. The f- She's like wringing her own neck over here. She's all tangled up in my headset wire. Hopefully that didn't fuck up the audio. Anyway, I'm going into these houses and I'm seeing like these elderly people and they're like, in these hospice beds, in their house, and people are, like, rubbing ice around their fucking lips and shit like that. If if you're my kid and you're listening to this, you know, in 2035, 20, uh, 20, you want to listen to Pop Pop, you know, and uh, you're listening to this episode, I'm giving you the go-ahead to, 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 to perform a hit on me. Blow my fucking brains out. Just get it done. I don't want to be in my living room completely incapacitated, unable to care for myself, unable to breathe. You know, I'm literally, I got no interest in it whatsoever, you know? And it's like one of those things where, like, you get to a certain age and it's so tough being the kid of somebody like that. Because, you know, even if the person's got a DNR, you know, you got to make that decision. Like, yeah, you know, does Ma really want to die? You know what I mean? Like, she's got a head cold. You know, are we really not going to treat Ma because she wants to go see Pepe? You know what I mean? I don't know. That's a tough one. But I'm giving you the go-ahead right here, right now to blow my fucking brains out in the backyard. You can bury me in the backyard. I'm giving you permission. So play this for the cops when they show up and they're like, did you kill your father yesterday? Yes, I did, but he told me that it was fine. And here's the proof, you know? Isn't it amazing how, like, there's, like, two different sides of being elderly. There's, like, those that are completely fucked up. And then there's those who, like, are, like, fine. They're cognitively there. Um, they're able to do whatever they want. They get around, maybe not well, but they do get around, you know? It's so weird, you know? And it's like the even stranger thing about it is like you see more people obese, you know, hefty, you know, uh, fucking ankles, you know, as big as a, a cantaloupe, you know, they got the cankles. And they're over here rocking it. And then you see these fucking people that went out running every day. You know, they did the triathlons, you know, maybe an Ironman served in uh, in Korea. And they weigh fucking 
120 pounds their whole life and they're fucking bedridden or 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 just plain outright fucking dead makes no sense to me whatsoever. I guess that's why you just got to live every day like it's your last. Because you end up, in a, you know, pinned down to a fucking cot with your daughter rubbing ice on your lips. <laughs> You're going to be thinking about a lot of other shit. A lot of different scenarios that could be better than what you're in right now. I ain't, not for me. It's not for me. I literally can't do it. You know what, though? The, these elderly folks, they lived in the best times of uh, probably the best years to be an American, you know? Like, if I, w- if, I, if I could go back in time and I could live through the entire decade of the 70s, I could die right now. I'd be so content, you know? I'd probably want to make it to the 80s so I could see all the, the, the great comedians and shit like that, you know, doing their thing, you know, because that was really when it was heavy hitters, you know, fucking Pryor and uh, Dice and Kinnison, uh, you know, um, I mean, all these guys that were just fucking fantastic, you know, although, you know, you got the Dean Martin roast. I spoke a little bit about that with Steve, you know. These guys are fucking hilarious, you know. Uh, Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra. These guys are these guys are actual recording artists um, musically. But for those that don't know, you could go on YouTube right now and watch videos of these guys, and you will fucking cry laughing, just observing how they were. Just in general, just as they were, their conversations, their mannerisms, absolutely fucking hilarious shit. You know, Don Rickles, Rodney Dangerfield. If you haven't seen anything by Don Rickles or Rodney Dangerfield, I don't know what to tell you. You've been living a miserable fucking life, and you have to pause this right now. You've got to get on the YouTube. You've got to check these guys out. It is absolutely fucking hilarious. You know, we're talking about... You know, you watch the roast today, like, you know, on, on uh, I think it's Comedy Central. You watch it today, it's a little bit funny, you know, there's a lot of, you know, it depends on who's on there. Some guys are a little bit more dangerous than the others, um, but for the most part, it's okay, you know, but back then, it was, like, knee-slapping funny. Um, it's kind of tough to watch if you don't know the people that they're talking about, you know, it's like today, you know, there'll be talking about somebody then they'll say drake you know and if you're not from this generation you really won't know what they're talking about you know it's kind of like the same deal watching shit from back then if you don't know the people if they they talk about ted knight you'd be like what the fuck are you talking about you know but if you if you've got like you know if you're well versed in like that era you know, the people of that day, it is just absolutely hilarious. Even if you don't know the people, it's still fall off your chair fucking funny. At a time where comedy was absolutely raw, you know, you could say pretty much whatever you want. You know, the crowds, uh, it wasn't a very clicky environment, you know, because in reality back then, woke didn't survive. That's the reality, you know? Um, you know, again, we're we're an open show here. We we I don't give a fuck what you what political party you're from. I really don't care. But 
you know, whichever side of the aisle you're on, you have to identify, you have to be able to like, you know, say, okay, well, this is obviously woke. You know, this is obviously somebody that's scared to say what they really want to say, you know, because it's whatever. It's, it's, it's not politically correct. You know, this new like shit that you watch Netflix, these specials, they are not funny at all. It's not funny shit, guys. You know, and if you do, I guess you just don't know. And that's fine. If if that's what gets you off, then go for it. You know, but you can only do the my kids and my wife and, you know, uh, you know, I, I went to Starbucks yesterday. You can only do that shit so many times, you know, and next thing you know, it's like you're hearing this shit. You know, you see people like fucking Amy Schumer who can pretty much say whatever the fuck she wants, but she's also so out of material that she's stolen more fucking shit than anybody ever. Carlos Mencia type shit, you know? If you ever remember that guy growing up, you know, in the 2000s, like that was a, he was a heavy hitter. You know, he had that show. Um, he was everywhere. He just blew up. And then Joe Rogan got up one night and just called him out at the comedy store and just basically ended his fucking career. But you know what? That's rightfully so, you know? Uh, you know, and it's like there's, there's ways to, like, not say wild shit and still be hilarious. Dane Cook is a, like, perfect example of somebody who is able to do this shit, like, crazy good. And he's 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 not, like, super out there. He doesn't say wicked, wicked wild shit. You know, he's he's pretty he's 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 definitely not a clean guy, but he's um <laughs> he's he's just naturally funny without going over the deep end with crazy shit, you know? And uh there was a special that he did. I think it was live at Madison Square Garden. It is fucking hilarious. It was done years ago. I think it was done through Comedy Central. Uh, but it's on, I believe it's on the iTunes store. You got to check that out. Dane Cook, um, super, super good. But, you know, this shit today is just not funny, you know. And I, what pisses me off is that now we're seeing, like, people going at the older comics for shit that they used to say, you know. Um, one of, like, you know, one of the best of all time, like, whether you like them or you did not, um, was Andrew Dice Clay, the Dice Man. Absolute fucking killer. I mean, this guy is just absolutely hilarious if you like dirty comedy, you know? It really takes a special crowd, a special person, but for the most part, if you can put aside your 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 snootiness and you can indulge in just the filthiest, dirtiest comedy you could ever imagine dice is your guy you know and vice has recently come out with a new so vice does a lot of things like the dark side of so i've been you know i I used to like wrestling back when it was good um you know and they got like the dark side of wrestling so you get to see like you know shit that you had no idea was going on behind the scenes of your favorite people so they've got you know behind uh you know, they got ones on music, they've got wrestling, now they've got comedy, 
you know, last week they uh, Vice posted uh, on YouTube the Chris Foley episode. Rest in peace to Chris Foley. Uh, probably, definitely my t- one of my top five SNL, uh, you know, graduating class uh, actors ever. Just absolutely hilarious. God rest his soul. Uh, but I watched the uh, show about him. And I felt that it was very informative. You know, uh, he's been gone such a long time that we've learned things. I've watched stuff about him before. So you get to, like, get the gist. You know, there was a couple things that I didn't know that they talked about and shit like that, you know, and the days leading up to his demise and whatever. So you get, like, a different perspective. They had his family there. They had, uh, you know, a lot of his friends. It was actually... Uh, a really good episode, you know, but uh, today, actually, I was uh, getting ready for work and I saw a, uh, a a video ad on Insta for the dark side of comedy. So I'm saying, oh, this is great. Who is it? I read the uh, the description and it's about Dice. You can see it says Andrew Dice Clay. And I'm like, now I'm really excited. So, oh my God. Um, you know, so it's got a video trailer, so I put the trailer on, and, you know, again, you know, the name kind of says it all, you know that there's going to be, you know, this successful person, but something happened, which I was kind of confused, because you really didn't hear about that with Dice, you know, um, he really didn't have a demise, he really is just as big today, if not bigger than ever before, um, you know, so it's kind of like, well, how, what is that about? You know, uh, of course, you know, when they say shit like that, there's always, you know, especially when the person is still alive, dice is still alive and fucking rocking it. Um, you know, you see like, uh, you know, that they had a drinking issue, whatever. Uh, they had a lot of demons, whatever they used to do coke, you know, shit like that. Um, you know, so you, 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 you get the gist of that, you know, but I was like, I don't really recall like that was, that that was ever a thing for Dice. So I'm watching this fucking trailer, and of course they always do like the lead up. So, you know, so they're like, you know, Andrew Dice Clay, and, you know, they put little clips in there of, you know, people like, you know, he was the best, he was on top of the world, you know, uh, this is what he did, rah, rah, rah. And then like towards the end, like right as the end of the trailer is there, they put this, this girl up, and she says something about... um you know, being racist in comedy is still racist. And I literally, like, almost dropped my fucking phone. Because, again, usually in, like, the, the trailers and shit or the video, the episodes that you see, like, they show, like, a bottle of liquor or, like, a pile of Coke. So you know, like, the foreshadow. But in this trailer, it's just showing Dice being Dice, smoking cigarettes, whatever, hanging out, doing a bit. Whatever, you know, and uh, and then they fucking hit us with that. So my my general idea of this episode is it's going to talk about how great he was and everything like that. Um, however, his his downfall was that he was fucking racist. OK, now back to what we were talking about, about about comedy back then. Um it wasn't about racism. It was about funny, okay? What do I mean by that? Okay, so this so check this out. So, you know, 
if you watch these old videos, you know, you had comedians at these roasts or in their specials talking about other races, okay? Um, you know, you had Eddie Murphy talking about the Italians. You had Dice talking about Asians or 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 gay people or whatever the case may be. Uh, you know, you've you've got all these guys. I mean, even recently, you know, you got Bobby Lee who would, you know, talk shit about white people. You had the Kings of Comedy, the greatest, uh, you know, recorded film uh, comedy special ever, you know, in my eyes, you know, and they're out there doing that shit, and half of the jokes are all at the expense of the white people in the audience. That's how comedy was. People used to sit in the crowd and laugh and enjoy, you know, what was being said, you know, and Dice is in that era. He, 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 he was there for the infancy of it. He was there for all of it, you know, uh, and there was nobody bigger, you know, and what pisses me off is that, you know, if you've, if you know anything about, you know, I, I've, I've followed his shit for years. And if you know anything about this guy, we're talking about a guy who, again, was around a long time and he he, he really helped create some of the greatest uh, black, Asian, white comedians of all time. He helped them grow as comedians. Well, who are you talking about? Name drop, if you will. No problem. Eddie Griffin, okay? Go back to the 2000s. Guy was absolutely huge. Hilarious, hilarious guy, okay? Got a lot of film roles. He killed it. Undercover Brother, still one of my favorite goof movies of all time. Uh, You got to go check that out if you like stupid movies like that. Uh, Super funny, but, you know, Eddie Griffin, Chris Rock, you know, he would give... Advice to Chris Rock. You know, I think you should try this. Do that. Do this. Joe Rogan. Um, Bobby Lee. You know, Joey Diaz. These are all people that are in the Comedy Hall of Fame. And this guy, you know, helped helped them form their acts. They, make them into what they are today. What they're remembered as today. You know? Would a fucking racist guy do that? You know, do you think, you know, now here's Eddie Griffin, for instance, okay? Um, Eddie Griffin was just a young kid. I think he went to a show. He saw Dice and basically, uh, you know, kind of spit a little game and Dice got to see what he was doing. You know, he got to see his, his, his bit and he fucking loved it. So Dice took him on tour with him. And had him open for him, which is fucking huge, okay? We're talking about a kid that doesn't have two nickels to rub together. I think there was something about he didn't even have clothes to travel with. And, you know, Andrew takes this guy, brings him out of the fucking ghetto, brings him with him all over the United States, gives him a primetime show, opening for the biggest comedy act in the fucking world, you know? And literally launched his entire career. After that, it was a fucking rap, you know? And 
Vice is now going to just completely forget about all that and fucking uh, drag this guy through the fucking mud. And I'm sure there's going to be other shit. I'm sure there's gonna, they're going to talk about the eight different divorces he's done. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure there was some booze involved, shit like that. I think he was a gambler, you know, whatever. But in reality, it's like, don't fucking make the whole show about that one thing, which if you read the, uh, the description, you know, again, like I said, I was, I was getting ready. I was actually taking a shit when I saw this today and I just read it really, I got, I got the ADHD like a motherfucker. So I just, I read real, I see the words pop out of a big paragraph. I see certain things pop out, you know, I'll see race car or dice or whatever. And I'll go, Oh, it's got that in the paragraph. I must like that. And then I'll watch whatever it is. So I saw, you know, Andrew Dice Clay and I just, boom. So I watched the trailer. I go, what the fuck is this? Um, And then I go back and I read the paragraph. And this is what it reads verbatim. In the late 80s, Andrew Dice Clay was one of the biggest comedians in America. Hear more about how the controversial comic and actor rose to superstardom while finding a massive base with white men across the country. If that's not the case, please replace the last sentence with catch a new episode of Dark Side of Comedy. Whatever the fuck that means, right? It's almost as if they know that it's fucking bullshit, you know? I mean, like, seriously. So now I read that and go, oh my God. Now I'm like fucking sick to my stomach here because... This what what's gonna happen is you're gonna have an influx of people watching this, and automatically right off the rip, they're gonna go online. They're gonna fucking you know start bashing this dude, trying to cancel him. First of all, it ain't gonna fucking work, bitch. You ain't fucking canceling dice, okay? You know what pisses me off is there's a couple of different people in the trailer that I recognize. You know one of which is Bobby Lee. You know. Another great comedian. He's got a podcast. He's doing good. Um, you know, and he's doing a, a bit. Why would you even get involved with, with a fucking show like that? You know, you you almost wonder if it's like they, they keep it all a secret. And then at the last minute, they're like, all right, Bobby, you know, here's the here's the, 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 the video. Watch it and let us know what you think. And he goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I didn't know that this was all about fucking slandering the guy. I thought we were going to fucking praise him and talk about, you know, whatever. You like to fuck broads and do all this crazy shit, you know? Not talk about how he rose to superstardom while finding a massive base with white men across the country. Take a look around at a dice show. Take a look around at the people that he helped and the people that literally talk about him as being a, a huge influence in their career, okay? And then come talk to me about how divisive he is and how bad of a person he is and everything like that. You know, comedy is fucking comedy. That's that's why, you know, I really don't fear the Reaper with this podcast. I really don't give a fuck. You know, I'm not afraid of backlash. I'm not afraid of people sorting me out, trying to talk uh, bad about me, whatever, you know, pointing this uh, this podcast out to, uh, you know, people I associate with or, you know, jobs or whatever. I really don't give a shit because 
I feel like, you know, in America today, we got the right, you know, we got the right to free speech. That that includes everything. So you could call me an asshole. You could say that I suck, you know, and I could do it right back at you, you know. And I'm not a racist guy. I'm not, you know, anti-Semitic, you know. I, I, I'm just real. I'm fucking real, you know. And I call how I see it. And like I said, we're going to. We're going to fuck around with everybody on this podcast. Nobody's safe. Every race, every gender, you know, from here to Timbuktu, it's it's all over, you know? So when I see people going back 25 years, 30 years at jokes that were told, you you can't just do this for one person. You're going to have to do this for everybody now. So now you got to go back, and now every joke about a white person, you're going to have to go after Eddie Murphy for. You're going to have to go after uh, Don Rickles, you know, a Jew, going after, you know, every everybody under the sun. He did the same shit. You know, um, uh, Richard Pryor, you know, uh, Bernie Mac. You, you, you just go down the list. Chris, Chris Rock especially. Oh, my God. You know, go down the list. You just you got to go after everybody. If you're going to go after one person, you're going to go after everybody. And guess what? It ain't going to fucking happen. You know? That's just a fact. We are really, truly in a dangerous place in America today where we literally can't say fucking anything without having to worry about backlash. It's crazy. It's literally fucking nuts. You know? And this isn't just like a podcast thing. This isn't just like a work thing, like literally you could be out with your friends and say one wrong thing or something could be taken out of context and it's fucking over with, you know, nobody wants to associate with you, you know, you could have a, a political preference and, and it's over, and again, that's both sides of the aisle, you know, I don't give a fuck what you do, I don't care who you fucking and how hard, your business is your business, your preferences are your preferences, you know, and just as much as if you want to open your mouth and you want to talk about, you know, how you disagree with me, that is fine. I typically don't put myself in that predicament. I, I try not to discuss politics or, or you know, this type of shit. But I saw this today and was just like, this is getting fucking crazy. And also, you know, what really shocked me is that Vice is doing this. You know, you would watch Vice and it was like, you know, balls to the wall. You know, you got shows like Fuck That's Delicious, stuff like that. You know, like they just don't care. Like it was objective. You know, they really, you know, touch bases. I mean, it was always more liberal than anything, of course. But for the most part, it was pretty laid back shit. You know, they really didn't give a fuck. They'd show drugs. You know, they'd interview the fucking cartel. You know, uh, they'd show a dominatrix sucking dick. You know, like it was just like. Everything is fucking crazy. And like now all of a sudden, like the tides have completely switched. The poles of the earth have completely fucking shifted. It's weird, man. It's very weird. It's a scary, scary way to live, you know? And I see people around me that, you know, I went to school with or, you know, I knew through school or just through friends or whatever, mutual, uh, you know, uh, you know, shit like that, and it's like I see them just live their lives looking for shit to chronically complain about or people to expose 
or these horrible, horrible ideas uh, about this or that. You know, like, it's just fucking crazy. Just live your life, shut up, and everybody's going to like you better for it. It's a guarantee. And a lot of people, you know, probably people that are listening to this are probably going to need to hear that, you know? Nobody gives a fuck about your political preference or how you feel or your feelings. I said it from the very beginning with this podcast. If you don't like it, shut it off. It's really that simple, you know? And it's not an asshole thing. You know, it's just if it's not for you, it's not for you. And I get that. And I don't I, I don't hate you for it. I don't dislike you. I don't feel like your, uh, your opinion isn't valid, you know? This shit that I've listened to that I go, yeah, you know, I, I really don't fuck with this, you know, and I shut it off and I move on to the next thing. Oh, this one looks pretty good. We'll try that out and it might work out the same way or it might be my jam. We'll see. Time will tell, right? You know, but we got to get our backbone back. You know, we got to We got to get that there tough leather skin back. We got to be able to handle like general shit, you know? It's like even like, you know, in the work arena, it's like, you know, you say one thing to a person and their whole day is fucking ruined. You know, they just they don't even know like how to handle it. You know, and I think back to like, you know, you know, me and my grandfather and like the shit that he would just say to me, you know, you know, just for grabbing the wrong tool. And it would be like fucking World War Three. You thought you thought that I compromised the whole fucking job, you know, and it's like. I could never do that to just about anybody that that I know today, you know, because you 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 literally don't have the backbone for it. It's fucking crazy, man, you know. So to you, Vice, you know, don't go chasing woke waterfalls. Stay to the corrupted, tainted judgment that you're fucking used to. Okay, all right. Tainted judgment, baby. If you're listening to this, you're you're one of the real ones. You're last of the Mohicans here. You know? You could handle it. You could take it, you know? Especially if you've made it this fucking far, you know? And I hope that, you know, you guys don't mind me going on here and kind of getting into it every couple of episodes, you know, with shit that I get bothered by. Cause I can't be the only person. I literally cannot be the only person. It's gotta be more out there than me. <laughs> There's got to be, or, or, or God help us, you know? But it is what it is. The song will go on, you know? The band must march on. We will prevail, you know? Sounds like a fucking rebel rousing here. Oh, my God. It's uh almost September already, folks. We're about a week away from September. Fall is nearly here. The uh, Starbucks and Dunkin' Donuts and all that, they got the uh, pumpkin spice lattes and pumpkin spice donuts and shit like that. Everything's got a, a, a pumpkin spice or a harvest edition. You know, they come up with the harvest breakfast sandwiches and and uh, and munchkins and shit like that, all pumpkin flavored, you know. Most people in the morning, they're cuckoo for Cocoa Pops. These guys are uh, uh, cuckoo for uh, spooky season. You know what I mean? I'm one of them, though. I'm so guilty of that shit. I don't really, I don't do the, uh, I don't do the the pumpkin flavored shit. It's just not me. 
Um, I like to eat pumpkin, uh, number one, cooked thoroughly, and also in a way, a rendition in which I can't tell that there's even pumpkin in it. You know what I mean? Like, for example, you know, my mother, she uh, she makes, you know, Dominican food for me and my father. You know, her too, but, you know, mostly for us. And, uh, you know, her beans have got pumpkin in it. You know what I mean? I actually didn't even find that out until about a, a fucking month ago. I've been eating it for years. I'm like, nah, these are dynamite, man. You just, you fucking nailed it, you know? Something so difficult to do, and you did the impossible, you know? And I said, you know... What's in this shit? You know, here I am. You know, I'm one of those guys I always think I can do everything. So I'm like, what do you put in there? You know, maybe I can make it one day. And she starts listening off. And one of the last ingredients she tells me is fucking pumpkin. You know? And I was totally mind blown. But again, that's an example of having it in something I had no idea. And I fucking love it. You know what I mean? But uh, you, you will never catch me ordering a fucking pumpkin spice latte or double pumpkin pump in, my, in a coffee or whatever or my culotta, you know what I mean? I'm a coffee milk and uh, and chocolate frosted donut with Jimmy's. Jimmy's are sprinkles for, for my people, not in Rhode Island. And, and I think all of New England actually calls sprinkles uh, Jimmy's. So little New England lesson there for you guys. Speaking of uh, fall coming... I wanted to touch base on um, one of the most important segments on this show for me personally and, you know, probably my my closest friends and probably even people that, you know, don't really do it but, you know, want to hear about it or maybe uh, considering getting into it, and that is snowmobiling. Fall is the official season of prep, uh, usually like every Tuesday night or every Tuesday and Thursday night. Me and the boys will come to my garage, we'll hang out, we'll order some pizza, throw a couple videos on the YouTube, and we'll just chop it up and we'll work on our uh, on our snowmobiles and get them ready for the season, you know? It's one of those unspoken things. You don't know how much is involved with maintaining something, and then you get into it and you're like, wow, it cost me a G-note to get this thing ready, and I can't even ride it without doing it, you know? Fucking weird, but... So that's what we do, and um, I wanted to kind of you know talk about what we're gonna, how we're gonna integrate that into this uh, into this podcast. And I I realize that that's not for everybody, of course. And um, you know the way that I figure we'll do it is we're gonna have you know two separate podcasts. I'm not sure if I'm gonna do um, you know two podcasts every week, one for snowmobiling and one for um, you know just the the regular podcast content, um, that's to be seen. I'm not really sure. Um, just check the descriptions, you know, when that time comes, I'm sure I'll make announcements about the way that we're going to do it and shit like that. Um, but you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but you know, just read the descriptions for each episode. Um, you might see in there, you know, sled talk, you know, episode one or whatever. Um, and basically what we're going to do is, uh, I'm 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 gonna recap kind of expectations, uh, you know, news in the snowmobile world. Probably, you know, some some updates, trail updates, as as best as we can do it. You know, I'm not really sure yet. We'll we'll kind of play it by ear. I'm not a professional professional by 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 any uh, by any word, but you know, we really we get down and we get out there. We we hit a lot of trails and shit like that. We have a really good time. 
Uh, I'd love to have the boys on here, you know, after we go on a ride or whatever. If we could just pop over here for, you know, half an hour or whatever and shoot the shit, um, you know, and talk about, you know, the ride that we had or whatever the case may be and, uh, you know, shit going on with us. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool. Uh, again, you know, I'm going to try to, you know, give a, some sort of a warning, whether it's in the description or if it's at the beginning of the episode or whatever. Uh, that way, if you're not really interested in that, you're just here for the uh, general podcast shit, uh, you know, you can rock with that and not not have to uh, uh, endure uh, what we're talking about. So uh, look forward to that. I, I really am excited for that. Uh, that's, you know, my number one favorite thing to do, uh, you know. I've been very lucky. My uh, my company is very uh, we're family, but of course you got to separate family and, and and friendship from work, you know. And uh, they've been very good about uh, you know allowing me to uh, take the winters and and enjoy the winters up there as much as possible. And you know, shout out to them for doing that. I really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. You know, you're only young once, and uh, I feel like it's important to get out there and do as much as you possibly can while you're young. You know, you never know what tomorrow brings. And, you know, for me, this is like, this is like one of the most important things in my life. I literally wait all year for it. All my friends wait all year for it. You know, we do things in between, you know, we get out during the summer, they do things, whatever. I'm not really a summer person. I I tend to stay inside because it's too fucking hot, you know, but, um, you know, we do different shit, but the, the, the winter's where we really come alive. A lot of traveling, uh, backpacking trips, things like that, you know. So there's a, there's a lot of content to come, I'm sure. Um, you know, and I'm going to be uploading videos and shit like that of our rides and uh, what have you. So definitely, definitely stay tuned for that. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited to bring that, that sort of content, uh, you know, out to you guys. And also introduce you guys to uh, some of the other Tainted Judgment members. Uh, which thank you to them for helping me out last night. We were working on my trailer. For those that don't know, I just picked up a new trailer. Finally bit the bullet, got rid of my old two place and, uh, still bought a two place. I didn't want to go three. It's too damn big and way too overpriced. Not going to bullshit you. Um, so I found a really good deal and, uh, picked this new trailer up. Basically it was an open template. It's like brand new sleds have actually never been in it. I basically immediately tore into it and, uh, you know, did all the lighting and everything like that within the first week and got everything pretty much dialed, you know, uh, you know, look wise and where I wanted the lighting and the walls to be, you know, and, uh, last night we started laying down the tracks and shit like that. You know, obviously we've got skis that that are very similar to like an ice skate, you know, in the sense where you've got a, uh, you know, basically a blade that cobs into the snow and the ice and shit like that. So uh, in order to avoid gouging up your trailer and shit like that and also banging up your skis, you've got, you know, they sell a variety of different things. And I, I've spent numerous amounts of zeros uh, getting this thing ready. But, you know, all well worth it. We're going to look totally fucking badass when we get up there. We're going to pull into the parking lot. They're going to be saying, what the fuck is that? Um, I got a good friend of mine who, uh, he'll be getting a shout out later on and, uh, he's going to be putting a nice, beautiful tainted judgment decal on the back of the trailer. So people know who they're fucking with, you know, we're going to pull up to that whale's tail parking lot or Maine or wherever we're riding to. And, uh, we're going to, we're going to bring a certain presence with us. You know, we've been 
calling ourselves the Tainted Judgment crew for a couple years now just as a as a fucking goof. But now it's time to bring this shit to reality. We are done playing the fucking games. Shit is about to hit the fan, and I am absolutely thrilled for it. So away we go. Let's uh, let's wrap this baby up. We're at uh, shit almost, a, yeah, about an hour now. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, let's leave you with some music to uh, to get you get you through your day. The song's name is "Only Memories Remain" by My Morning Jacket. Guys, <laughs> if this song isn't a whole vibe, I don't know what to fucking tell you. Okay. This song really hits home if you are listening to it, you know, early, the sun's rising, you're watching that sunrise, you're on your way to work, you're just thinking about life and what used to be and everything like that and what's to come. Uh, Or if you're watching Sundown, my best friend showed this song to me uh, a few years ago. I heard it, I said, what the fuck is this? You know, it's just a beautiful composition. It literally has everything. It's got... Uh, it's got guitars, it's got synthesizers, it's got drums, it's, it's very real, uh, it's got wind, it's got, uh, you know, uh, I believe there's a little bit of, uh, brass in there, there's a little bit of, uh, um, you know, uh, string, uh, instruments, I mean, it is really just fucking crazy, it's beautiful, beautiful, the end has a wonderful breakdown where it's just strictly music and it just flows and uh, really makes you think about the good old days, you know, uh, when you were younger, you fucking around, you know, whatever, you sneaking through your girlfriend's window, you know, and whatever, you know, you'd be just being a, a young person, you know, I'm still in that stage, so I get to relish in, in this moment, but there's still times that I look back, like 2016 was a fucking peak, uh, as I spoke about before, and uh, this song really makes me think about those days. And all the fun that we had and all the people that have come and gone, you know. And, uh, yeah, give it a listen. I I guarantee you'll like it, you know. Check it out. And uh, I'll catch you on the next episode, guys. Thank you for listening. As always, apologize for the little rant there today. Had to do it. Had to be done, guys. Enough with the bullshit, okay. Let's, uh, let's, let's, Let's toughen our skin up. Let's become Americans again, you know. No more fucking belly aching and complaining about everything, okay? Not everything has got to be a problem. Not everybody's a racist, okay? We're Americans after all, guys. We love our fucking guns. We love our meatloaf. We love a bald eagle flying over a natural body of water on a beautiful summer day. A moose peeking his head out of the water with a piece of uh, grass in his mouth, you know, a family of grizzly bears on the fucking bank. Let's go, dude. Let's go. If that doesn't get you going, I don't know what to tell you. You are not American. You need to get out of here now. So get back to it. Let's do this, baby. With that being said, if you're heading to work, get this fucking day done. It's only eight hours, guys. Do what you got to do. Get the fuck out of Dodge. And uh, have fun with the money that you make. Buy a snowmobile. This is this is a worldwide 
uh, announcement here today. Buy a fucking Skidoo tomorrow. Go down this Saturday to your local Skidoo dealership and fucking buy it. I guarantee you it'll be worth it. Just don't don't ride where I ride. Ride elsewhere. Get out of You want to go to the, the UP. Go to the UP. Stay away from New England. We're, we're, we're packed already, but go buy a fucking snowmobile and ride a fucking snowmobile, okay? Love and peace. I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Ciao.